for their upbuilding and their encouragement and their consolation. And so we know that when, when we receive a prophetic word, it's because God wants to build us up. He wants to encourage us and he wants to comfort us. And sometimes, uh, sometimes words come with a weight. And we can, we can, we can uh, quickly dismiss them rather than taking a moment to go, God, are you, are you, is this for me? I, I recently joined a gym and the first time I went... For the days afterwards, every muscle in my body ached like crazy. I didn't go, that was horrible, I'm not going back again. I went, this is, this is, this is what it takes. Now I'm not aching so much. And so I want to encourage you that sometimes if a prophetic word doesn't, you know, and I think, I think you will see when Yvonne shares after what we've already seen this morning, God wants to encourage you. He wants to build you up. Uh, and this word that Yvonne will share, and even what I'm saying now, I want to encourage you, I want to build you up, but I want to encourage you to receive it. Later on in Thessalonians, and I'm not sure if we're going to get a sermon on this bit, um, Paul says to them, don't despise prophecy. Don't despise it. Don't reject it out of hand. You know, don't decide in a second whether it is to be dismissed or to be received. I think we're more likely to receive something quickly than, than, uh, than to not. That's okay, but don't dismiss things out of hand. Let things sit with you. Is this God? And so today, as Yvonne shares, let this sit with you. Is this God? It says in 1 Thessalonians, but test everything. Weigh it. Is this word in line with the eternal, unchanging word that God has also given us for our upbuilding and encouragement. And so I want to, with that, I want to encourage you to prepare your hearts as Yvonne comes to share. Um, I will read the passage in a moment. Forgive me, I've gone to the wrong place. I'm going to read the passage to you. And then, if I can get my Amazon Kindle. See, I'm so... Yvonne and I just said, look, God's just going to do what he's going to do. And uh, so I didn't prepare too much as in write it down. I, want, I knew that I just wanted to encourage you to, to, to prepare your hearts to believe that this could be a word from God for you today. And so this is the, this is the passage from 1 Thessalonians that I was going to preach on today, but which I'm not preaching on today. Okay? I'm not preaching on this today. Today... We are going to assume, okay, we're not going to explain this away. We're not going to come at this with a hundred different questions and rationalise away the things that challenge us in this passage. Today we're going to receive this passage as clear instruction from God through the Apostle Paul. And then Yvonne's going to come and share with us and we're going to receive it and we're going to weigh it. And we're going to, I believe, have God speak to us through it. So this is the passage in 1 Thessalonians. Now concerning the times and seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labour pains 
come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. For we are not of the night or of the darkness. So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. I said to you at the start of the series, the main theme of 1 Thessalonians was that Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. I've read this passage to you. As I say, I'm not going to preach on it. I'm not going to rationalise what does it mean to be asleep? And all of those questions that might arise as we, as we uh, could look at that. Instead, I'm going to invite, invite Yvonne to come and share. Uh, it was 5 verses 1 to 12. Yeah, 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 1 to 12. Can I pray quickly, Yvonne? Yes, thanks, Neil. Father, I thank you that you love us so much. I thank you that it is for our blessing that you came. You came to save us. And Lord, we are yours. We thank you you came that we might have life in all its fullness. And so Lord, we want to be awake. We don't want to sleep. We don't want to walk in darkness. We want to be awake and awaiting your return because we love you and we can't wait to be joined with you and to walk with you and to see you face to face. And so, Holy Spirit, I want to ask, would you come now? Lord, would you soften hearts? Would you prepare minds? Lord, would you take hold of us today for your glory, for your name's sake, and Lord, so that you would be known in this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Neil. Well, I was uh, was lying in bed this morning, fast asleep, and uh, a bird started calling outside. And I was thinking, oh, no, no, no. So I, I just wanted to stay asleep, and this bird kept calling, and it kept calling, and it wouldn't stop. And I put my hand out, grabbed my mobile phone. 20 past four, no, I want to go to sleep. And uh, this bird just kept on, and I was laying there, and in the end I went, okay, Lord, (laughs) I'll get up. It was God. 
just calling. And as soon as I got up, this bird stopped. And it was like, so George prayed in the prayer meeting, wake us up, Lord. Neil said about waking us up. And that is the theme today. That's the first thing I've put. This, thanks, Bernard. This, is that right? This is a wake-up call. Thank you. Yeah, this is a wake-up call. Um, I was sitting in my conservatory a couple of years ago and I was writing something to encourage people to step out in boldness. And um, it was called Soar Like Eagles. And I was really, really in the flow of it. And something happened that I cannot explain, but I'm going to try and explain to you today. It was as if God swept in and cut across everything I was doing. And um, I found myself in the middle of, I don't even know the words, it was like a vision, but I wasn't seeing anything. I was hearing and I was experiencing something of what was going on in the heavenlies. It's the only way I can explain it. And um, I knew that there was a lion, obviously the lion of Judah, who was getting faster. I knew there was an army marching in whatever was going on. And the significant thing was that it was all coming to the rhythm of the beat of a war drum in the distance. And I was just absolutely overwhelmed by this. And um, it was all happening. And what I did was I grabbed the pen and paper and I just wrote down exactly what I was hearing, word for word. And um, I didn't dare change a word of it after. And as I was sitting there when it finished, completely overwhelmed, my phone pinged and somebody in the congregation, who obviously didn't know this was going on, uh, sent me a video of a woman in America and she had tattoos, she didn't have any makeup on, she had her hair piled on top and she was out jogging. I don't know if any of you have seen it because it's now gone viral, but I'd never seen it. And uh, that same morning she'd had an amazing encounter with God and she'd gone out and was doing this video going, he's coming, he's coming, get ready. You know, all the arguments, all the petty things in your life, forget it, he's coming. So by the time this happened as well, on top of what had happened to me, I was sitting there like, oh my goodness, you know, I was totally stunned. And um, this doesn't happen to me, but it did happen. So my first reaction when God really does something is like, run out on the street, say to people in my road, come on, he's coming, you know, get ready. But I've been a Christian 50 years and I know that God sends reminders, he sends these things, he stirs us up. And um, in actual fact, if you, if you do things like that, it can have the opposite effect. So I just thought, right. Where do I go, Lord? What do I do with this? And I prayed about it. And it took a long, long, long time. And what I did was I wrote it, rewrote it, with the essence, because I wanted to pass it on to as many people as I could. The only way I knew was to um, bring it to Premier Christian Radio. Now, I knew in its original form that it wouldn't get passed. So I kept the essence of it, but I tried to make it accessible, 
and um, acceptable, but you know, I'd really prayed about not changing it. And um, I also put out my interpretation of what I felt God was saying, and it went out about a year ago on the airwaves. And I thought, oh, what a relief. I've done it. <laughs> it's, you know, I've, I've released it. And then for a few months, I had that growing feeling. I had a growing feeling of, you need to bring this to the church. You need to bring it to the church. And I thought, I, I, it was just so overwhelming. I couldn't just get up on a Sunday morning and say, oh, you know, God said this. There was a gravitas to it, and I didn't know what to do about it. So as Neil said, um, Neil came round about something else and we were chatting and I said to him, I don't know how to bring this word. And he suggested today, because it's uh, the Thessalonians, the Lord is coming again. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a reminder from God and it's difficult to grasp. I hope when you heard Trevor's talk the other week, you know, he showed us the spiritual realm, the spiritual realm that we're aware of, that other people aren't aware of. And we need to grasp that and open our minds to it this morning. And um, I just do believe that, that God expects a response. I, I, the lady who, who gave the, the message on the thing that's gone viral, I now realise, um, I tried to look it up this week, and, and she has actually been interviewed on telly about it and things. And uh, she said God sends these, not, not to say it's happening next week, it's happening next week. But he sends it out so that the church and the people can respond to it. And um, before I go into it, i just tell you my response to it has been this. I have broken out of the fear that holds us all at times, you know. I knew that I needed to be bolder. You can't get more bolder than this for me this morning. Um, and I just thought... You know, we don't know when the Lord's coming. It could be next week. It could be a thousand years' time. But we as individuals, we need to seize the day. Because the message is, wake up, church. Wake up. And um, we have no excuse. The last thing I'm going to say is that we have no excuse. You know, uh, what was it, a couple of years ago, life was like this. It was like normal. We were carrying on. We were doing everything like, like it says in Noah. They were living their lives. They were getting married. And, you know, life changed in an instant, and that was just COVID. That's nothing compared to what God's going to do, you know, when he comes. So I just bring this to you faithfully. It's not the usual sort of thing. Um, I'm going to try to do a very poor replica, really, of what happened that day, what I saw. I try to um, bring it to you. And I'll just ask, um, and then I'm going to give the translation of it, what went out on premiere, and then I'll just give some time to absorb it. So I would ask you if you could close your eyes, because it will be distracting to you and to me. And um, if you could close your eyes if you're at home as well. You know, forget that you're in Selston Hall. Forget that you're in your houses. And just imagine that you are in the position that I was, just sitting there, um, you know, and, and God just breaks in and um, this happens.
When you hear the lion's roar, you will know it and you will feel it. Though others around you do not hear it. But it's rumbling and it's growing and it's shaking the ground on which he walks. Do you hear it? Do you see it? Do you feel it? Do you taste it? It's in the air. It's all around. And it's growing. And he's growing. And his power. And his majesty will look so awesome as he draws nearer. Tear up the pictures of Jesus, meek and mild. Tear up the pictures of him with soft little lambs draped upon his shoulders. Those days are past. He's on the march and the lion of Judah is padding and he's pawing and he's coming like the lion that slowly gathers pace and he's running, he's getting faster, getting faster, getting nearer, getting nearer as heaven's armies march behind him. suddenly everything is silent in heaven and on earth until we hear it the battle cry of the lion of Judah the battle cry of the lamb that was slain it's the lion's roar and all the earth will shake and quake with fear and trepidation at that awesome day at that terrible day at that wonderful day of the coming of the Lord. Right, you can open your eyes now. So, so, when I sent out on Premier Radio, I started by asking people, when you think of Jesus, do you always think of him as the loving saviour? You know, the one who poured out his love, the one we understand. He died on the cross for us, full of mercy and forgiveness. That's the Jesus that we can grasp. You know, that's the Jesus I think of all the time when I think of him. And I ask them, do you ever consider the picture of him in Revelation? in his risen glory. Because, you know, John, who was totally relaxed in his presence, who leant against him at the table, he fell at his feet as though he were dead when he saw him in his risen glory. And um, I just said to people, you know, we would do well to remember that he may be the sacrificial lamb who died on the cross for us, but he's also the Lion of Judah, and he's coming in power, and 
So this is what I think is the translation of it. This is what I think God wants to put on our hearts. The king is advancing at a pace. So wake up, shake up, for time is running out. Don't you believe it? Can't you perceive it? He said he's returning. Our hearts should be burning with expectation. For all of creation is waiting. The sacrificial lamb, so humble and broken, who poured out his love, is now a roaring lion. So don't close your ears or your eyes, but realize the truth of his word and be stirred. You need to prepare or beware. Do not even think or say, I'll put my house in order another day. He's still so far away. He told you, be ready, prepared. He said in his words so clearly, or haven't you heard? He's coming in power, though the hour is hidden, like a thief in the night. He will come. He can't find you sleeping, so you must be keeping your lamps burning bright. So wake up, shake up. Heaven's arm is on the move. Hear the beat of that distant drum. Be ready, prepared, and say, come, Lord Jesus, come. You know, it's quite a, quite a serious word. I don't ever, you know, usually we bring things and they are an encouragement and it is strengthening to those that are in, in the Lord because for us it is the wonderful day of the coming of the Lord. For other people it's the terrible day of the coming of the Lord. And many of them are completely unaware, just as in the days of Noah, what, what it will be like. But for us it's a wonderful day. So um, it's not... I'm sorry if it came across as heavy, but there's, a, as I say, a gravitas to it. And um, I just, all I can say is that I have responded to it in the way that I've said to you. I've taken it seriously. It's very hard. I, I share this with one or two people, and I remember someone saying to me, how do you live as if, it's, as if the Lord's coming tomorrow? How do we do it? It's almost impossible with our human nature. So I've just determined... That if God puts something on my heart to do, I'll do it. I will ask him. Each one of us has got things he wants us to do. He wants his church to be powerful. He wants us to wake up. He wants us to rise up. Every single person in this room has a a reason and a purpose. And so um, all I can say is where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And this, this morning is not to be a heavy, heavy thing. It's like, yes, let's get on with it. Let's wake up, church. Let's, you know, live in that freedom and see the church transformed and ourselves as individuals transformed to be all that we can be because we don't know what time we have. Okay? So I'm... I'm going to leave it there. I have no idea what the time is. I'm going to leave it there, but I just just take two minutes, if you would, and I'll just pray um, in the silence. If you would respond and just 
ask God, what, what is he requiring of you at this time? And, um, yeah, Lord, Lord, what a privilege it is when you reveal things to us, Lord. When you revealed to John the revelation and he tried to explain it to people, Lord. And he was falling at your feet as if he was dead. But you are still the loving saviour who cares for us, who forgives us, who encourages each and every day. So will you help us, Lord, to realise in our physical time, we're here, you love us, you forgive us, you are our, our everything, Lord. But will you open our eyes, Lord, to what is going on in the bigger picture, the spiritual realm, Lord? What is happening, Lord? 2,000 years ago, we knew you were coming and it's getting nearer. And we just want to be everything, Lord, everything you want us to be. We don't want anything to hold us back. I just pray for release in this place today, Lord. I pray for, for release, Lord, as we realise that you are getting nearer. I pray for each person to have an encounter with you, Lord. I pray for the breaking of any, any expectation each week that we're not to expect something of God. We want to come with an expectation that just draws us with excitement, Lord, to your presence for an encounter with you. Lord, in these minutes, will you just break off of us the things that you want to break off? Will you take down the walls, Lord, that you want to take down? Will you help us, Lord, to spill out into this area around us our love? just going to leave it there. I don't know actually how to end it. I don't know what the time is. I haven't got my glasses on. I don't know how to end it but what I would say was would you please each person respond according to what God lays on your heart and there are people here today if you would like prayer you know if there's if you've got a gifting and you want to break out in that gifting there are people here today who will pray for you and, and help you and please don't back. I know what it's like. i just share one last thing with you. Um, years ago, I was so tied up with fear, and, and this is the truth before God, I could not stand here and read two verses out of the Bible. I would feel as if I was being strangled. I was so fearful. And God has moved in my life, and now I'm standing here. And I just want each one of us to break out of that straitjacket. Let's come on a Sunday and like, yes! You know, so wake up, church. It's a joyful thing. Sorry if it's been heavy. It's a joyful thing. Okay, I'll hand it up to you now because I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay.
you so much. That was such a powerful word. I just felt compelled to come and uh, share um, because um, I went to a Christian event yesterday that totally just lines up with what Yvonne just shared, and it was the uh, Franklin Graham outreach um, in uh, Excel uh, yesterday. Um, now, when I got there, I thought, I expected that the majority of the people that would be there would be Christians, because Franklin Graham's reputation has been battered in the UK, and I wouldn't expect anyone remotely anyone to be interested in going to hear Franklin Graham unless they were real diehards for Jesus Christ. Um, and to my surprise, at the end of the sermon, hundreds of people came forward to give their life to Christ. Hundreds. <laughs> Which told me that despite the bad press, Despite all the labels, despite the fact that he's had to fight two years through the courts to even be able to hold these events in England, because when he first tried to hold it, you know, prior to the pandemic, um, a lot of um, opposers of the gospel uh, managed to um, convince all the centres to cancel the events, you know, by saying that Franklin Graham didn't line up to their belief system. And he had to go through courts, you know, throughout the UK to even hold these events. So I really thought this was a Christian fest. That place probably had, Bernard, would you say 7,000? About 7,500 people. Bernard was an usher there uh, last night. Packed. Um, and I thought, oh, these are Christians. You know, C.C. Winans and Michael W. Smith were playing. You know, we've come to hear worship. But in that, I've never seen such a desperate hunger. I mean, people started running to the altar before the altar call was completed. It was that they couldn't wait to get there. There were old, young people from every background. I had a nine-year-old that went forward and gave his life to the Lord. So what that, what that tells me is that the Lord is coming and there is a hunger in, in people to hear the gospel. The other thing that struck me was the simplicity of the message that brought them to the altar. The same old gospel message. There were no frills, there was no addition, it wasn't a sophisticated message. It was, we're all sinners. Jesus died for us on the cross to make a way for us to be with God. In order for us to go to heaven, we need to follow Jesus, we need to give our hearts to Christ and to confess that we're sinners and ask him to be our Lord and Savior. That was the whole message. And do you want to know what the title of the message was? Time is running out. Just as Yvonne has just shared. And he shared the story of Belshazzar in Daniel 5 and how Daniel prophesied the end is coming and Belshazzar did not recognize that the end is coming. One of the ways the enemy tricks us is by getting us to postpone things by saying, you have, I have time, I have time. You know, or when we hear the message about the end coming, we go, well, nobody knows when the end is coming. I mean, why should I think about it today? It could be uh, 20,000 years from now because nobody knows. But the truth of the matter is 
the day I breathe my last breath is the end of the world for me. It doesn't matter whether the world ends. It doesn't matter for Belshazzar that we're still here. The world ended for him on that day when he died. That was the end of the world. And because we don't know when our last breath is, we don't know what, when the end of the world is for each individual person. So the message encouraged me that Jesus is not calling us to do anything new, to you know, come up with any sort of new techniques or come up with sophisticated ways to overcome the darkness that we're surrounded by. The power of God is in his word to bring salvation to everybody. And that power is the simple word of the salvation of Jesus Christ. It doesn't require anything much more from us than the simplicity of saying yes. It doesn't require anything more than the simplicity of sharing that simple gospel message and not worry about where is the other person, how opposed are they, are they to this message, do they want to hear this message. Share the word and the power of God is in his word to bring people into the kingdom. It's that simple. I was very fortunate to be invited to a, a private reception before the event uh, because it's a ministry that I have been supporting for quite a number of years. And Franklin Graham came and spoke. And I was so moved by the number of testimonies of what God is doing all around the world. In these dark times, you wouldn't think it because of the noise of the dark, those who are against the gospel. You would think this is the time when people have the hardest time hearing the gospel. But no, actually, people are coming in droves because they are hungry. They've been through a pandemic. They've been through all kinds of it, and they see that nobody really has the answer, and there's got to be much more. And to confirm it, I'll wrap it up to saying to confirm that after that event last night, uh, I'm very good friends with missionaries, a, a bunch of missionaries who are you know, really working across the world in really difficult places to bring the gospel. And they started sharing with me last night via WhatsApp. They were sending me videos uh, uh, from a conference that they're in in the U.S. right now called the Billion, Billion Souls Harvest. And at this conference, there are ministers from all over the world who've gathered. Indonesia, Korea, I mean, name the country, they're all at this conference. And they've all been sharing in the past few days the amazing move of the Holy Spirit. And I was getting these messages late last night before I went to get these videos of, Look at what God is doing in Indonesia. Look at what he's doing in Korea. Look at what he's doing in that country and in that country. God is moving. We are his army. He's already equipped us. We don't need sophisticated weapons. We just need the simplicity of the gospel and the boldness to share it. Amen. It will be really good to worship together in response. Um, but I just, while the band are getting ready, I just want to encourage you again, as, as we have, to, to, to just reflect. To just reflect. As I say, this, is, this isn't a word that, that we just go, oh yeah, that was great, yeah, and carry on with life. There, there is a moment here of, of taking stock, of, of saying, God, where am I with you at the moment? It, it, as I was... Um, as I was praying, as Yvonne was speaking at the end there, I just, just felt that there are perhaps three groups that we, we might find ourselves in. One, one would be that actually we, we are asleep. You know, we're spiritually disengaged. We're going through the motions. 
Um, and, and God wants to call us to wake up. And it's not, there's no condemnation here. It is not too late. <laughs> it is not too late. Today, if this is you, you can wake up. You can partner with him again. There's no condemnation at all. This is a loving Father's invitation to you. There are also people who, do you know, God is just saying to you, well done. You're walking well. You're living with him. You're living by faith. And there are other people who, who I think you, you know that you are living in rebellion. You know that you are not living as God would have you in accordance with your own conscience and the Holy Spirit as he works in you. And God's invitation to you today is to turn to him. And his arms are open. To open to you. Whichever of those three groups you're in, guys, can I, can I encourage you to stand? Sarah and the band are going to lead us in a moment. Father, I thank you that whether, whether you say to us that we are walking well or whether you would call us to, to re-engage or whether you would call us to turn from rebellious ways and to return to you, I thank you that your heart of love to us is no different. You are near, you are at hand, and you are so pleased with us. You love us so much. So Lord, wherever we are, whether in rebellion or whether living well, take hold of us. Use us for your glory. Help us to enjoy your presence in our lives, our relationship with you, the salvation that you have won for us. Bless us, Lord. Amen. There will also be a, a prayer available if you would like prayer. Come to the front. Myself, Yvonne, I know Pam here. We've got Lynn and Alan here. Angus is here. There are people all over the hall who you can pray with. It would be such a pleasure to help you respond if you need help to respond.